Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome to another episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast. On this week's episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast, we're going to be reviewing AEW, Raw, and SmackDown. So let's get into it. Let's get it. So you want to go ahead and get into Raw first? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So starting off, there was the dirt sheet with just Miz in the ring, chilling, <laughs> reading. I think it was like a it was a Christmas book. Like it was a Nightmare Before TLC. Nightmare Before TLC, yeah. yeah. Where like he was in there, and then like at first I was like, okay, is this like a Christmas edition of SmackDown? Because I didn't I thought see it, it was at first. I thought it was a promo <laughs> for Miz and Mrs. Hippers, but uh... <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a promo for Ms. and Mrs., but it was actually like a promo, just a promo for TLC, you know what I mean? Yeah, they came on, and then, like, he was kind of, like, reading off the book. And when I saw the book, I was like, is this for sale? Because that looks like a real official book. Like, they had a <laughs> printed out cover and everything. They did a lot for this one segment. Right. And he was reading off the book, and then, like, he was, like, calling out the different people. He was like, and then there was AJ Styles, and the lights came on, and then AJ was standing there. And at first, I was like, is this how the episode's going to be? Like, I did not know what was going on. Until, like, they, he had said Drew McIntyre, and it was Morrison. Then it made sense. I was like, okay, they're just playing around. Yeah. But at first, I was like, is this Raw? Like, they're just going to do, like, a Christmas play? I just noticed. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I know that this is awful. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it was um, terrible. But not, it was it was awful. But not, like, awfully good or, like, awful. And it's funny, and it's, like, it's so awful that it's good. It's like, no, it was just awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I could have definitely done without that. I was like, this is really, <laughs> definitely. really trash. And it's like, it felt like it felt like one of those plays where like you you go on Groupon and you're like, man, I wonder what like me and my girl can do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you go on, you go on Groupon, and you're like, oh, there's a play in town. And you don't even know who the play is. You just buy the tickets for it because right. it's cheap. It felt like one of those plays you go see off of Groupon. That's how it looked. <laughs> right, this is absolutely awful. Um, yeah. And then like they're so they're doing this thing with like they're saying like you know. He's reading off the book and AJ comes out and then he's saying like, oh, but I could cash in on, you know, cash in on AJ. Like that just makes absolutely no sense. I hate that they're teasing like Miz constantly cashing in this thing because it's like Mm -hmm. it just makes it less likely to happen. It's like the more they tease it, the less likely he is to cash in. Like we've never seen a Mr. Money in the Bank tease it. He's going to do it and like actually cash in successfully. Like, you know, like most times with most cash ins. Like a guy, you know, he has a briefcase and he just goes completely silent. Like, dude just doesn't mm-hmm. say anything. Kind of like he's just unsuspecting. Yeah, or he's in like a whole nother angle doing something else, like what, what Seth Rollins did and he cast in at Mania on, on Brock and Roman. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Edge casting in on Elimination Chamber against Cena. Like, that's how most people cash in. Like, the fact that he's openly appearing every week saying he could tease in the cash in just means it's probably not going to happen at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, for a while it felt like when he got the Money in the Bank briefcase, it was kind of like he was a little unsuspecting and he was doing like the typical like Howard Hill stuff to where like you would think that he wouldn't want to cash in. But I feel like now it's kind of heading more towards like, yeah, like I have the briefcase, which probably means like you were saying, like it might not happen, but it could happen too. I don't know. Right. We have to see what happens, but I can definitely see like eventually like maybe John Morrison turning on Miz if he even wins the title 
and seeing how that goes. I don't see them being together for too long. And I don't know, I just feel like them together, like, there's some parts that's, like, funny, but they're, like, really not that funny yeah. in a lot of parts. And then, like, Morrison, like, his com- his style of comedy is, like, very forced. And he tells a lot of dad jokes, and I'm just kind of tired of them two being together. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I thought there would be more for Morrison coming back. I thought so, too. I thought, he, I thought he'd be in the world heavyweight title picture, but he's a sidekick. And like yeah, it's like they, you're, you're a grown man. They they lose and win handicap matches. It just depends on what night it is and how Vince feels tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, you're a grown man. Like, why are you somebody sidekick? Like, you've <laughs> right. been in this business for I don't know how long. You probably achieved more than Miz at one point. So like, why are you following up behind him telling bad jokes? Like, I don't know. Hey, yo, Dame Dash I feel like made him uh, follow another man like that. You know what I'm saying? Be old man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's just kind of like I don't know. I don't know what's next for him, but I just hope they break up soon. Yeah, and I think during a segment too, Sheamus ended up coming out, which was funny because I laughed. He was out of breath when he came out, and I was like, <laughs> "What was you doing in the back to where you out of right. breath, fam?" Right. Like, did they just tell you he was coming out? Because he was like, "I'm tired of hearing you should talk." <laughs> like, this is hell out of breath. It was funny. Yeah. I, outside of that, I thought the segment was horrible. Um, I mean, yeah, AJ during the Christmas tree was all right. You know what I mean? But it was very scripted from that um yeah it wasn't all that so like next we had the match with aj and sheamus and with uh what's his name almost at ringside so mm-hmm. almost his presence is so active in this match it's like i know <laughs> like <he's, laughs> i, I kind of want to see him wrestle now like i don't think i've seen him yeah. necessarily throw a punch or anything like he hasn't he hasn't no, necessarily yeah. thrown a punch like which i was waiting on like like when they tied up like sheamus after the match like, we'll get to that but they tied up sheamus after the match on the ropes and tied his foot up i thought he was mm-hmm. going to be the one hitting them but like he just let aj do it i'm like okay so yeah like i thought about that too like i was he was kind of just like a lot of matches he's just kind of there it's his presence and then i was like okay is he gonna do something and then when he went to go get the chair when shameless was tied up i was like oh snap he's actually gonna do something but then instead he gave the chair to aj and aj did the hitting but i'm thinking like how much more impactful would this be if like almost was this big dude actually did it this big dude right But it's like he usually just sits there. He stands there with his gold chain on, turtlenecks. <laughs> He'd be chilling. He'd be chilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I just – I'd be wanting to see him do more. And it was interesting, too. Like, he was even talking. And I've never heard him talk before, for real. Like, yeah. he was talking during the match. He was like, you got this. Come on. Come on, bro. You got this. And I'm like, whoa. Like, he talks. Like, I didn't know he could <laughs> he could talk. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It was interesting. And I did want to see him, like, kind of tangle up and do something. But he always is just there to catch AJ. That's, like, the most physical thing he does. He just catches AJ. Tosses him back in the ring and stares at people. Yeah, low key, it almost made me feel like he was injured, like when he just didn't throw a punch or anything. Like I was just like, oh, yeah, why is he not getting physical at all? Like in anything, like I just kind of noticed it, like just now. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, the match was a bit long for me. I think AJ ended up winning from a roll up in, in raw fashion. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how matches end in raw. You know, DQ the roll ups. Yep. Um, but AJ needed this win anyway, like just setting up for the he match. Did. So it's like he can't lose to to Sheamus and then be a, a true contender for it um so i mean again like we were saying like after the match i think shameless legs ended up getting caught up and aj just blasted him with the chair and that was that was pretty much the second um yeah i agree i feel like aj definitely needed the momentum just going into his title match with uh drew mcintyre uh i don't know if AJ's gonna win because drew just got the title back but i feel like it would make sense for aj's character yeah to win the title so i don't know how that's gonna go but i feel like WWE they always give the title back to people or they have them have it and then it's like they lose it the next go around so i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see like whether or not aj wins right and we don't have to touch on every subject but the next i mean i mean I mean, the next segment they had was uh it was like the hurt business backstage and um so you know they typically talk about the hurt business suits and how i don't like them 
Because there's always at least yeah. one member that didn't have a fitted suit. It's usually Shelton. And um, right. I mean, get it together, Shelton. <laughs> and this week, you know, you listen to Shelton, get it together, get, get it together. So something, something about Shelton suits always seemed like kind of like Burlington Co Factory is for me. Like I don't know, <laughs> like I gave him a two out of five on the suit this week. It was like a this gray, wow. this gray Deacon board suit. Like you kind of look like one of the Deacons <laughs> that had bad breath. Um, wear. Oh my god. Um, or like just showing up to like somebody's graduation with that. Um, Cedric's suit was fitted, but it was baby blue, so it kind of looked like an Easter suit. So I got to get him two gold spots. Mm. Envy, gotcha, gotcha. MVP, and lastly, look clean as always. So, um, anyway, so what about, about the second? <laughs> you just had to yeah, touch I had on to that touch on quick. that. So backstage, okay, you rated the suit. <laughs> I had to rate the suits before the show. So backstage, they found like a WWE crew member. Oh, this is cringy. He was he was eating a bronut. Uh, one of uh, Riddle's donuts, <laughs> which uh, he was eating one of Riddle's. Is, was, I think it's a that sounds crazy. I know it sounds absolutely. Crazy. I hate what they're doing with Riddle, bro. Like Vince, that sounds a bro, a bro nut. Like <laughs> yeah, no, no man should ever utter that. So he was he was eating a bronut, which is a mixture of a bagel and a donut, because it's like that's just what they have Riddle doing right now, coming up with crazy random ideas, and people are catching yeah. on to him. I don't, I don't think it's like. I thought they were going with like with Riddle. I thought they were doing like an RVD character because that's to uh, me at the surface like what he is like. He's like a he's like a yeah a cool much. college bro or whatever. Like that's what it is. But now it's like I don't think that Vince really knows what to do. So he's just like have him say just stupid stuff like whatever like every single week. Um, and so that's what they're going with this anyway. Hurt business catch this guy eating a bro nut backstage, and <laughs> what didn't make sense to me on this. Is that um, Bobby Lashley was like, you know what would go good with that donut? Like some milk. And so he pours some milk over the guy's head, but he gets it all over his suit also. It just it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, definitely sounded like something yeah, that sounds... events came up with, but just pouring milk on yourself and then also on another man for eating a bronut just makes no sense to me. Um, but, it, but anyway, <laughs> all that aside, they had the match. It was what? Jeff Hardy yeah. and the New Day. And with Riddle at ringside, I guess because he didn't want to get MVP involved because he had a match later versus the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the uh, the six man tag match? And what did you think of what they were doing with, with with Cedric? They were doing something weird with Cedric. I thought the match was okay. It was cool. Um, I, I'm kind of getting tired of like them lumping the Black Russers together sometimes. Like I feel like they're just wrestling the New Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just wrestled a New Day or like another team. So I feel like they could be doing a little bit more with them, but also like where the hard business is going at the same time. Um, <laughs> I just want to say shout out to Jeff Hardy with the hot topic belt from 2008. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he be wearing. <laughs> like he really be dressed like he's still in the early 2000s, and it's funny to me. The jeans with the chain but, on it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, but as far as the match, I think Bobby really shined very well in the Hurt Business. And I like him being with Hurt Business. I feel like it kind of makes him more serious as a character and a wrestler. Um, just kind of having two, like, a couple people behind him and having the focus be on him as the U.S. champ. Um, and I feel like with Shelton, like, he needs to be celebrated more. Like, every time I see him wrestle, I'm like, man, Shelton should be way bigger than what he right. is. He's been doing it for like, a minute. He's he been wrestling for a minute. And he came in in OVW with Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, John Cena. And it's like Shelton really doesn't have the same opportunities that they do. And I feel like he should be doing more. He should be more celebrated and more important, which is why I think it's cool that he's with the Hurt Business, but I feel like they need to start shifting the, the focus from Bobby and maybe to other people in the group. Which I feel like Bobby gets all the shine. I agree, you know which I mean? is why I feel like 
yo, for them, like they have to beat the New Day for the titles. Otherwise, it's yeah, like, they, they need it. It's like you're only as strong as your biggest like member in it, and it's like Bobby just has a U.S. title. That is not enough for a faction like to sustain itself. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. they need some more gold. They need to be able to say we got all the gold on Raw. You know what I'm saying? And then now we're going after a bigger title. So it's like to me, they have to. They absolutely have to beat the New Day, or it's the back of the line. Now the problem with that is they were doing some weird stuff with Shelton. we were like, I mean, not Shelton, but Cedric. Where Cedric tagged himself in, like Lashley was in the match, and he tagged himself in the ring, and it looked like they were trying to like stir up some conflict because like Bobby was looking at him like, wait, why, why they tag himself in? You know what I'm saying? And even oh, I did see that. Even after the match, when they won, you can see that they were changing Cedric's character because Cedric was like celebrating and stuff and all hype, like kind of like um, Carlton's character was on, on on Fresh Prince when like he was on speed at the party. <laughs> like, uh-huh. He was yeah, like, episode's wild. <laughs> that episode was wild. That episode was wild. But he was like that hype. Like he was super hype. And even like, you know, like I was just like, what? Like, why is he that hype off a of win? And I can kind of see a shift where like either he's about to get put out in the group or something. Like it's mm. and it's weird timing because they need to win these titles. It's like normally when they have a shift in the group like that, it's after they've yeah. won something and they haven't won anything. It's like, are y'all about to hurt break up the hurt business already? Because it, it, it's weird. Like, give them some accolades first. So yeah. But speaking of the match, I mean, it was a fast-paced match. That, um, I mean, it was fast. It was fast-paced when it actually broke down, like you know, with Lashley getting the win and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like yo, they they need this win, or or if not, like I don't know where to place them. Like, you might as well break the group up. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they've built them up like the entire 2020. It feels like, and kind of like made them into this more of an important group, and they put them in all these angles. I feel like it only makes sense for them to get more titles added to the group. I mean, it, it legitimizes the whole thing. But the fact that they won the match, it kind of – that was a bad sign for me because usually, like, when somebody they're wins gonna the match, They're going to lose at the pay-per-view. <laughs> at the pay-per-view, they're gonna, probably going right. to lose. And it doesn't always happen that way, but, like, 90% of the time, usually that's what happens. Right. So I'm really hoping that they're able to pull off a win, even if they got to cheat to win. Like, they just – they need titles. Give me titles. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, they need titles. And then after that, we had, what, Lana versus uh, Nia. Isaac, you mm-hmm. know, I, I really don't know where they're going with this. Uh, I don't, I don't, either, I don't know. I don't like, so, so, you know, Lana's been getting bullied for like the last 11 weeks or whatever, getting touchy tables. And, mm-hmm. like, she finally pulled out the win against Nia. Uh, it looked like she like, I don't know if she like fell off the turnbuckle or like Lana kind of pulled her off the turnbuckle. But it was like a, a mm-hmm. awkward, an awkward finish. Um, but I just, I just don't get the end game. Like, are we? So as a plan, I initially thought the plan was to put the titles on Lana and Asuka, but it's like mm-hmm. they injured Lana in this match, so Lana won't be in the match at TLC. So it's like, what is he in yeah. there? You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. if she did win the tag titles, you know, she would be like the weakest link in the division, and you know, she can't win without a fluke. So it's like, I don't, I honestly don't know what they're doing with Lana. I still say this is punishment for Rusev. You know, I, I personally mm-hmm. don't know where they're going with this, but. Lana, Lana picks up the win like after three minutes or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it might be punishment for Rusev. That's the only explanation for this, because like they had her win the Survivor Series, being the sole survivor and all the other stuff. And I thought after that maybe she would like go on to fight Oscar for the title. That's what it was looking like for a second, but then it was like Oscar's like motivating her and i'm like okay and then like it doesn't make sense because like oscar needs to be in like a main feud anyway because she's a champion but she's just kind of there motivating lana for some reason and i don't like i don't get where they're going with that situation but i did like her more of like in a motivational role versus like her just kind of like 
speaking whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just have her speaking yeah. Japanese and, then the, and like acting like she doesn't. Yeah, know and I noticed that. I feel like this is this was different. From yeah, her. this was different for they actually had her doing something that meant something versus her just trying to be like a comic relief because she's Asian. Right. You know what I mean? Like they actually had her doing something yeah. important. And I heard her in a segment backstage like this week, and it sounded like she was speaking English. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, like okay, dude, do, like, do this because clearly you know yeah. we know she can do this. So stop doing that. Don't do that for cheap heat. Um. But we don't yeah. know where the line of things going. I don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like it, it would make sense for them to maybe put the tag titles on her, Alana. But like you said, like Lana's injured right. now. What is she just going to pop up like, ha ha, you didn't hurt my leg. Yeah. Like no sell the injury <laughs> and then pop up. It's got to be somebody else that's coming to wrestle with her. But like who? Who's going to be there? Is it going to be an NXT person? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, where does this go? Where does this lead to? So it's, it's interesting. But I just feel like Asuka deserves more as the women's champ. Like, she Give needs to be doing... Give her a real opponent. She needs to be doing other things, and I would like to see her even, like, maybe turn heel on Lana or yeah. something, and then, like, um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, like, her henchmen or something. Like, just do something else with Asuka, and then let Lana go do what she gonna do. Like, I don't know what y'all do with her, but let her go. Like, release her or whatever. Like, let her go to, to another company, but, Same. like, just... I don't know. Find something else to do with this angle, because I'm tired <laughs> Same, of bro. And, yo, so... We had uh, this is horrible, by the way. We had Elias and with what was that? Was that Jackson Riker? I think I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. He came out. Elias came out doing the guitar thing that they have him do every single week. Um, Our truth interrupts his song again, uh, and people come out and ch- chase the twenty four seven title. So this is dumb, all right? Um, this was dumb. It was pointless. I guess the whole purpose of this angle was just to make um, Jackson look strong, you know, because he like. He's mm-hmm. beating up uh, some people from the Lucia House party and like just some random, uh, random people in the back. You know what I mean? Like I don't get the whole point of the angle. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, I just I don't know. Again, another angle. I feel like this is kind of wasted. Just like a, a waste of maybe 10, 15 minutes TV time. So yeah. Yeah, I forgot Riker was around. Exactly. exactly. That's what I was <laughs> like. What? I was like. Elias is with his brother. I don't know. I didn't know what I was looking at initially, and I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's yeah. exactly what it is." Um, it's like that yeah. guy. He's a wrestler. Yeah, they just that's crazy. for like a quick spot or whatever. So I don't know where they're going with that. Same. There's a lot of failed NXT experiments just walking around oh, yeah. the roster, the main roster, just doing nothing. Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense. And you're like, "Who's this person again?" <laughs> oh yeah, that's that one guy. I forgot yeah, about let's him. Put him with Baron Corbin. You know. Have them come out with some suits and some hoodies. You know what I mean? Like they, I, they don't necessarily. They may have a, they like, may have so much talent that they don't necessarily know where to place them. So they're just like, look, y'all gonna go out and chase this twenty four seven title real quick, and that's your that's your TV time. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's what you're gonna do, fam. You wanna earn a check? <laughs> this is what you're doing, twenty four seven. All right, I'm gonna do it, blood. Uh, <laughs> but but no, nah, you're gonna do it, blood. Wasn't the right. option. All right, my bad. Uh. But then I think we had what what Keith Lee and versus Miz and Morrison in a handicap match. Um, my biggest question is who does this benefit? You know, like why though? Like, what did Keith Lee do to deserve a two to one on one handicap match? Like normally that's something they do is like punish with when somebody like goes against the authority. Yeah. You know, but they're constantly right. putting Miz and Morrison in like two or one handicap matches now. So maybe that's their their, their thing to one specialist. Um I mean, it was a decent match. Like the the match had a quick, pretty quick pace because it's like all the men are in the ring at the same time. But um, again, like who does this benefit? Like if 
Keith Lee wins, it's like, eh, you know, they they did just lose to to Drew a couple weeks ago. And if they win, it's like, eh, well, you know, they beat one guy, you know, like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for entertainment purpose, entertainment doesn't always make sense to me. Like, I don't know. Um, the, but, but the match was entertaining. Yeah. Um, I really can't say much yeah. from it. Like, it, it was a very quick match, you know. Yeah, I was lost because, like, at the beginning, I'm like, okay, it's just a handicap match. Um, one person is going to be like tag. outside the ring, ready to tag in. They didn't explain the rules at all. I'm just watching them, like, tornado. Oh, this is a, a tornado, tornado handicap tag match. Like, I was so <laughs> lost watching it. But I, I agree, like, it did make it more, like, action-focused yeah. in the match. And you got to see kind of Keith Lee handle two people at one time, which was cool. And then you got the cool spots of him throwing Miz yeah. and Morrison into each other and all that stuff and him doing the pounce and all that, which was cool. I thought Keith Lee was entertaining in the match. Um, Miz and Morrison just doing pretty much regular heel stuff. It wasn't really nothing too crazy. But I don't know. It was weird, like, just watching it. I was like, like you said, like, what do they do to deserve this match and who benefits? Because I feel like when it was, like, Drew McIntyre, it was for a reason. Like, Drew McIntyre was, like, upset with right. him. And then it led towards something. But this was it just was. random. It was. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it would have made more sense if it was, like, maybe Almas versus them two because of what happened in the earlier segment or Sheamus versus exactly. them. That would have made more sense, but this was like, why Keith Lee and like, why is he doing this? Shouldn't Keith Lee be going against Bobby yeah, or something? Keith Lee isn't even necessarily was... involved in the heavyweight title picture right now, so I didn't. Yeah, he deserves yeah. more, <laughs> but he just he just got called up like what, like two or three months ago. So I feel like they're probably just trying to figure out what to do yeah. with him, maybe at this point. But I, I, guess... don't, I don't know. But that them winning, Miz and Morrison winning at the end was kind of weird, like the yeah. stack pin to beat. Keith Lee and I just felt like that didn't do much for Keith Lee for real. Didn't it? It made him look strong because two people had to pin him, but then it was like he didn't need to right. lose this match and, either because it's just a random match yeah. that didn't mean anything. So I don't, benefit. I don't know. Keith yeah, Lee should have won. Same here. Yeah. Um, then the next yeah. match, I think we had uh Ricochet versus Predator. No, it was Mace Ricochet versus Mace. All right. Um, so it was a decent match. Um, because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's Ricochet, but it seemed like a really random opponent though. Um, like in this, mm-hmm. I, I just, just looking at it, like, I just, I really hate the, the gimmick that they have. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is the faction called again? I keep forgetting. Retribution. So it's so funny because I thought they actually had gotten rid of Retribution a few weeks ago. Uh, and then they brought it right yeah. back. Cause like the Hurt Business was like, yeah, and we got ready to the retribution problem, so now we deserve some tag team title shots. And then now here's retribution again, like a few weeks later, reappearing on TV. Like, um, but I, yeah, Mace, some, I I'll, I'll give him this. Like, Mace is seems like a decent wrestler for like the heavy the kind of moose that he has for like a big guy. It's it's kind of cool, um, but the the retribution mm-hmm. gimmick itself is like it's just absolutely awful. Um, this is a gimmick they've even yeah. given everyone. Like the thing with Mia Yim is like itching. I don't know what she's doing. Or she's like twitching or itching or what's wrong with her. It's like she'd be. Drugs. Like, I don't know. She'd be much better off just facing Nia Jax as Mia Yim. Like I feel like these are all people from NXT. They had no idea what what to do with and say to just like, bam. All right, so you're gonna be itching. Um, there's something wrong with you. You like you're. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean. Like just throw them all together, yeah. uh, and I still don't know how yeah. I feel about you know Ali being the leader. Uh, yeah, I feel like at this point they need to just break up the faction, yeah. like just blow it up, like blow it up. Maybe have them turn on Ali or something, and just like it was all a mistake. We didn't mean yeah. to be with you. 
<laughs> we don't want you to be our leader. We're gonna go our I separate actually, ways. They take the mask off and be yeah, like, "This is stupid." I, I actually thought you know that I mean? that's what they were going to do when they said that the hurt business took care of the retribution problem. I thought they were gonna randomly yeah. start to begin to appear with no mask because we've never seen them without a mask. So you could have Mia Yim appear and be yeah. like, "Oh yeah, this is Mia Yim from NXT," and you know, I guess WWE would just act like we didn't know it was her, you know. Um, yeah, and then old boy, um, I think it was Max Hughes on commentary. Yeah, yeah, I think he was on commentary. So it's like, we know who that is. know who that is. Yeah, I had Brock Lesnar right. like, F5 him one day, and then he disappeared and came back with yeah. a mask on. We know who this is. Knew who it was. I knew who it was. And he yeah, on like, commentary. It's, it's the same guy. So it's like, yeah, just, I don't know. I I hope they just disband this group completely. It had been different if they would have had a de- them debut with the theme, but, you know, um, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Match was black. You know, you're only as good as your your opponent and your biggest opponent. And just mm-hmm. facing Ricochet, like I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. not to talk too much about backstage segments again, but they had uh, Riddle doing the bro noun thing with Bray Wyatt, and it's just uh, it's just awful. It's uh, awful. Yeah. yeah, Bray Wyatt's field trip to the Thunderdome. <laughs> it, I. And I feel like Riddle is incredibly close to like an R Truth act when he should actually be like the IC champion. Mm. So like I don't know. It's just kind of sad. Like yeah. the placement of him in the company right now. Like I don't I don't know. Like Yeah. I feel like Vince goes too far with the comedy yeah. characters to the point where they become like yeah. just jokes. Cause I feel like with AEW it's like they have Orange Cassidy, but he's still likable and they still fight for the over, title. I mean, like, and they yeah, he still fights for the title, the uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring and all that. But when it comes to WWE, it's like, if you're a jobber, you're a jobber <laughs> for life kind of thing. Or like, if you're goofy, you're a jobber. But it doesn't... You mean, you can still be goofy and still win titles. Yeah, yeah. with the New Day. A certain but character, he does take that too far. It was like, we don't know where this is going. We didn't know what Dean yeah. Ambrose was, was crazy for. Like, we just, they just have them saying absolutely ridiculous stuff. The like, why? Like, what, why is he crazy? Why is he a lunatic? What makes him a lunatic? Why is he crazy? Hey, yeah, Tell me something. Yeah. Anything. Nope. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um right. what is the childhood? depth of the character? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tell the story. But um anyway, so next I think we have what? Dana Brooke versus Shayna Baszler. Uh this match was like three minutes, and I think it mm-hmm. ended in DQ. Uh, raw fashion. So yeah, I could have did without this, this completely. Um especially I feel like I feel like Dana Brooke should yes. be doing more. Like I I've always kind of liked her, and I like her as a wrestler. I like her look. I just feel like she's never really clicked as far as yeah. like creative goes. But I feel like they could be doing more. Her like she should be fighting for titles. She has a lot of potential, but I don't think they know how to untap it Same. or what to do with her. So I think they there. need to rebrand her. I thought yeah. that they were rebranding her with this Mandy Rose thing, but they kind of it's there's kind of a yeah. this Dana Brooke character is still tied into it. It's not like she's rebranded with Mandy Rose. It's like it's it's Dana Brooke with Mandy Rose. You know? Yeah. They need to send her back to NXT and just repackage yeah. her or something. Experimenting. Retrain retrain her. Yeah, like do something new. Like you did something new with Carmella who didn't right. really need anything new. Why well, not do it with Dana Brooke? Yeah, I, mean. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the only the only one thing that I had noted about the next back Sega segment is you had R Truth. R Truth saying he bought a PlayStation 6 since the PS5 was sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I was Yo, be funny, man. Uh, I be funny. Um, 
<laughs> any anyway, before <laughs> before all in it, you had like a few more things. We had what um Bray finally caught up with, with Orton, and I think he throws I think Orton throws mm-hmm. him in a crate backstage and sets him on fire and the fiend pops out. Yeah. Fire, um, yeah. That was kind of cool. That was kind of yeah, that was kind of yeah. cool. Like I was like, okay, like they're showing that the fiend and Bray are kind of separate entities, right. but it's the same thing. But it's like, yeah, Undertaker, it's like, whoa, how did that happen? Kind of a thing. I thought that was pretty cool. I think they're going to be having like a, what, a Firefly Inferno match be tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, but at um, TLC. So that'll be interesting to see like how they do it. But yeah, it was, was kind of yeah. cool. I wouldn't matter. That's, that's actually what I noted. Not mad about it, is what I said. <laughs> that was my note. <laughs> not my upset. Nose, not mad about it. Um, but like, at, so after this, I think we had what Riddle beat MVP in like two minutes. Um, I, I was confused mm-hmm. about the booking because he actually beat MVP. You know what I mean? Um, because he's not like a complete yeah. joke. Like he actually wins matches. Uh, <laughs> again, like I hate the gimmick, right. but I guess they're. I can't tell if they're setting up for a title match with him and Lashley or a title match with Jeff and Lashley. You know, like the win over MVP is like, is this setting mm-hmm. up for? Okay, we're we doing an eight man tag with a new day and you know Riddle and Jeff against the Hurt Business, mm-hmm. or is Riddle going for the title or is Jeff going for the title? I still don't know at this point. It looks like both of them. You know what I, mean? I don't know. Triple threat. I don't know. Yeah, it was funny. Like when I saw this, I was like, "Are these the only <laughs> wrestlers on Raw?" Like I feel like I feel like every time I tune in, I always see MVP and Riddle, and I'm like, "Do they have more wrestlers?" Nah, the other ones are chasing twenty four seven title right now. I feel like. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. But it's like, where is Umberto? Umberto, Umberto I forgot. His Umberto, name. Uh, <laughs> but like, where? Yeah, yeah where's the? Where's Umberto? Where's Kalisto? Like, where are these other wrestlers at? Like, y'all I swear I thought Kalisto wrestling. Like, I don't. Really? No, he was in. Um, he was on SmackDown. He came out of the. Yo, you're the right. On, and Kevin was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he was like, "My hat." It's a fedora. So he's still there, but they're doing he's just there eating status. pizza in back rooms with fedoras. Talent management yeah, yeah, is yeah. a very important thing. Uh, you got three hours, but use it wisely. Um, yeah, but it was it was nice right. to see MVP wrestle. He's a legend, and he should be celebrating more himself. And um, I just like the match was too quick. I like to see MVP same wrestle though, more. Same. I mean, he's sure. he's awesome. He's awesome on the mic. He's, he's the OG. OG. He's probably one of the best they got on the mic right now. So. And then I think from there, it's like, so the end of the Raw, you had Drew and, and AJ do this whole thing with like a kind of interviewer in the middle. Um, it What didn't make sense to me was Miz Morrison coming out in the end to help AJ because it's like, he was like, what if it's not just me that you had to face a TLC? And then, you know, Miz Morrison come out and it's like, but didn't he just, didn't Miz just say he cashed on you, in on you at a TLC? So like that, that portion of this just kind of didn't make sense. Yeah, the continuity didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like he's not—he's your enemy he's in a way. Why would you? Yeah. Want to help him? Yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah. this doesn't make sense at all? But it was interesting. Like when AJ came out, did he just get pyro? Because I've never seen like I know like when he does like the little thing where he re- raises his arms up, pyro goes off. But he had like pyro like, throughout his yeah. entrance, and it seemed like new pyro. And it threw me off. I was like, whoa, okay, that's, that's some that's some new stuff. I kind of like that. Um, and then I didn't get the segment because it was like, just come out. Like, all I do is about to raise the titles. Like, they had full, they had full entrances. Like, it was WrestleMania. And I'm like, right. y'all just lifting the title in the air. Like, and then Drew came out with his shirt off and full ring gear. 
But when I showed him walking backstage here, <laughs> a leather jacket on, and I was like, you got yeah. dressed up for this? Like, it never makes sense, it makes bro. No it's sense. awful. It doesn't make what? sense. <laughs> like, Vince was like, hey, take that shirt off, playboy. <laughs> Slap some baby on your chest. Like, that's kind of like what it was. Like, I was like, why is he having hey. a shirt on? You just had a jacket on. You were fully clothed. Now you just have a kilt you on. You didn't even wrestle tonight, Why'd you go out with a sword? Why are you, why are you bringing your sword with you, right. man? <laughs> it, it didn't make sense. And then, like, they started fighting. And I, I literally felt like the fighting lasted for, like, 15 yeah. minutes. And just I'm like, I don't need, just end the show, bro. We know what's happening. Y'all beefing. Like, just end the show. Like, I don't need any more. It was too long. Hey, it was come a weird give this ending. two out of five we stars real quick. Because y'all deserve it, man. This, this is two out of five I gave it a two out of five stars, too. Like, I yeah. Again, raw. Okay. All right. This is. They're just cheeks. asking for the two out of five stars every single week, bro. It doesn't doesn't end in a match every week. That's the the this just doesn't make sense. Like you know, I don't know. Like we're just not. Yeah. That's why we skipped the last two weeks because it's like, yeah. what are we reviewing? But it's fun to make fun of. It's fun. It to is. Make fun it's of. awful, and that's why we're reviewing it on the awful wrestling podcast. Uh, ooh, ooh, I like that. Uh, I like that. <laughs> okay, so ooh. next we're gonna go over what uh, SmackDown. Yeah, we could do SmackDown. Hey, yo, you. <laughs> hey, yo, you. <laughs> Spin the stop spinning. <laughs> and I'm scolding digging women disappear. Disappear. She'll still be here. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so we should we probably leave that in. <laughs> yeah, keep it, keep it. Just keep it. All right. All right, so we're back. So what you want to go over? SmackDown? Yeah, we can do that. Yo, so all right, so what is it start out with the segment with uh, what KO calling um Roman out mm-hmm. sending a message uh, to his family. Yeah, which is pretty much like it feels like the same promo from every week. That's kinda. what I'm saying. Like KO keeps doing the same promo, like it's copy and paste. He's like, yeah. I'm not afraid of you. You're you're nobody. You're not the head of the table. You're just this, and you got Jay to do your dirty work, and it's like the same thing. And I was happy that uh, Paul him interrupted on the uh, the Tron, right, or the monitor, because I was like, bro, I need something. I don't need like, please don't minutes start. as this as opening segment. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, open with a match or something. Like, yeah. So I'm yeah. yeah. I, I know the same thing. I'm I'm glad that Paul Heyman interrupted so that like uh, KO went backstage and then Roman comes to the stage. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm cool with that. Yeah, that was cool, like, where K.O., like, went looking for him. Yeah. And then, like, once he got back to uh, Roman's room or locker room, Romo was coming out almost like, I come out on my time. Like, I don't come <laughs> out. I don't come out. You tell me to come out. I come out on my time, which made a lot of sense. But then it was also like, dang, how come, like, he was having done this in the past and they were called out? Like, <laughs> was, I don't know. It was, just, it was pretty cool. He was just like, yeah, I come out. I'm the head of the table. Like, you don't tell me what to do, basically. Same. And I think, what, Jay was so ended up blindsiding him or whatever. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> And then KO got jumped. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Like, they it's were like, hilarious. Three, like, schoolyard jumping this. Right. Like, <laughs> yo. I was like, dang. Yo, and then, like, so, like, when they did the backstage segment, also, like, Oost was just super hyped up. It was like, if he don't know, now he know. He good now. <laughs> then, I got him, man. I got him. I bet he understand now. But, um, 
Yo, between between like JV and hype and then Roman's faces and then <laughs> being uh, so chill, yeah, crazy looking. Roman and then like the way Paul just looks absolutely like <laughs> the way he looks at Roman, like this is actually absolute gold. Like I, I love it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I love the hill work by Roman. And then Roman's like, no, I know him. He doesn't understand. He's kind. <laughs> End him. He was like, <laughs> he's like, I know his kind. He won't stop. End him. Take him out. <laughs> I loved it. I love yo. <laughs> I love this Tupac character they got Roman being man. I love it. Um, <laughs> Tupac and Juice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and I think, and I think after that they had what the so I didn't get this. They had the Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude like on Rude the card Rude. instead of at TLC. I swear for I, the tag titles. for the tag titles. I swear I thought they were saving this for TLC. You know, I look on the match card and it's not there anymore. And here it is on SmackDown. Yeah. Like, Weird, yeah. and they did that with Summer in the match before, but it's like, um, they, this definitely could have waited for a pay per view. Like, this is a pay per view caliber type match, you know. But on one end, like, I can't, I guess I can't complain because we always complain about repetition on shows and lack of content. So, like, mm-hmm. when you get a taper you calendar match, like, you can't have it like both ways, like, you know, what I mean? like, um, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, why don't they just save this for TLC? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know, they've done this before, like, they have matches. That'll be on the main card. It should be on the main card. And they have it on the Raw or SmackDown right before the actual show. And it's like, this match would have been gold for the right. the pay-per-view. And it's TLC, so it's like, I wouldn't mind seeing the Street Profits in a TLC match versus Rude and Ziggler. Because, you know, Ziggler's going to, like, oversell all the chair shots, falling off the ladder, going through tables. You know what I mean? Or at least have, it like, a table match or something. And none of it, I don't know, it didn't really make sense. But I think they maybe did it for ratings or something. Yeah, just so people could tune in and have a reason to watch. Like, oh, they're going to be defending the tag titles. Let me watch tonight. Same. Maybe it was that, but it didn't yeah. make sense. And this match was, in this match was actually good. I mean, it's a Street Profits match, and so yeah. of course, but it was actually really good. I really like when Dawkins got the hot tag, and she, he was like really yes. fired up. He was really fired up, like, and like the assistant famous they had, and like Ziggler, that and Rude, was hard. Ziggler and Rude are actually a really good tag team. I low key wish like they could have got the titles, but. Maybe not right now from the Street Profits. Um, yeah. But they definitely need the titles or they need something for notoriety. Otherwise, like, mm-hmm. it's just you're, sh- you're the new Shinsuke and Cesaro, basically. If you don't <laughs> right. Know, you know? Two random superstars that are put together for no reason because y'all can't make it by yourselves because we decided we're not going to have you make we it by yourselves. We don't have plans for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the only upside of this, like, I think the Street Profits won with a roll-up pin and it looked like Montez for, like, grab the tights. So it looked mm-hmm. like they do have claws to ask for a rematch. Mm. They would maybe they would give them that at the next pay per view or just the next week or something. Um, yeah. Just not at TLC. That, so I don't I don't know. You know that makes sense because at the end of the match, Ziggler and Rude were like arguing with the ref, pretty much being like, "Did you see this? He did this," and kind of showing what he did for pulling the tights. And then the ref was like, "You're gonna get suspended." Da, 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 da. Went off. But I, I, when I saw that, I was like, "I wonder if they're gonna continue to complain about it to like higher ups." Yeah. And then maybe on TLC card, they ask for a match at the beginning. Like the show starts off, and they're like, "No, cut the music. We're gonna. We need to fight the Street Profits right now." Yeah. That'd be dope. That like, would be dope. Like as a, long as they don't put it on the pre-show, that would be dope. Ah, uh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They Please do don't do the pre-show. Don't do the pre-show. I don't think they would do that with Street Profits though. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't but, think that for the New Day, but I've seen New Day and Miz <laughs> and like all the people on the pre-show for the Intercontinental title, like you know. So, this um, happened before, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so from here, what we have Bianca doing the segment with Bailey. Um, nothing bad to say about it. 
Um, yeah. I just she's that, getting better with promos. She like, is. Bianca's getting a lot better. She's kind of getting more comfortable in that character she is, and I really enjoy it. She, get be- she gets better and better every week. Yeah. I hope she wins. I was going to, like, initially I noted, I said, I hope Bianca wins at TLC, like, because I was thinking this match was going to be at TLC, but yeah. they ended up putting it on, on SmackDown, you know, or I hope they in- extend this feud, you know, for like a championship shot or something. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. Number one contender title shot, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But the next match we have, what is Billy Kay and Tamina versus Wire Squad? So, like Tamina is the the partner of the week for for Billy Kay. Um, <laughs> this is dumb. Um, yeah. Dumb. So like Billy Kay is basically going to go out like every week and have a new partner for like the next two months. But okay. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Now. I wonder. Like I feel like this would make sense if like she went out there every week looking for a partner, and then eventually like her and uh, I forget her name right now, but she gets back with her tag yeah, partner. The Iconics are reunited. Yeah. That would make sense for all of this. But if it just ends in her like randomly doing it every week for no reason, then I'd be kind of upset by it. Like, why did y'all, why did y'all waste this TV time? Like, and it's like, why break her up from a tag team that was doing to well to make her do tag matches by herself with random partners? It, like, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, like you broke up the Iconics for them to now be in a separate tag team anyway. Okay, cool. Peyton, Peyton Royce, that's her name. Yeah, Peyton Royce. Um, I so I think they're going to do this for the next two months because they're kind of lazy with that. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what'd you think about Tamina? I was watching it and I was like, man, that's like wasted potential. I know. I haven't like seen, she could. I haven't seen she's Tamina so good at wrestling. She can go like, and I wish that they would have paired um, Naya with Tamina more so and just continued that because they had a tag mm-hmm. team like for. I don't. I can't remember they were ever champions. I think they were chasing the titles. I don't remember they, they weren't. Yeah, I don't remember they actually won. But it would make more sense to throw Tamina and Naya in a in a title feud. And then to put um, Shayna against Oscar and give her a, a worthy opponent. Yes, that yes. makes Shayna versus. But that's not Shayna versus Oscar. Right Shayna versus Oscar would be amazing. Right, that'd be a great feud and match. Yeah, that, yeah. I wonder if there was sense. an injury of Tamina or something because like she does get injured pretty often. So I wonder if she had like an injury and they just didn't have her on to, to do that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe she's just comfortable with the role she has in WWE. But I feel like she would really benefit from going to like AEW oh, yeah. or Impact Wrestling. You know what I mean? Just to kind of work on her character and be alone, oh, yeah. away from the company for, for a while. And then maybe come back when she becomes like more developed in her character work Definitely. and her mic skills. But I don't know. I feel like she's she's a great wrestler and a great talent, but they don't really do much with her. <laughs> that potential, for sure. And I think yeah. next we have what uh, Carmella with Somalier. Um, a toast. <laughs> she had a toast for her championship victory, so she instantly she's doing the same promo she's done for the last month. So, um, yep. So I, I, one thing I'll give her, like Carmella has one of the coldest interest songs out right now. Um, just in my opinion. Um, yeah, it was cool. It wasn't bad. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, so she's doing the toast with Somalier uh, for another week, another promo, and you know Sasha comes out. I think the only good thing from this thing was like how Sasha just completely. Like destroyed Somalia with this slap. Uh, I think, like, if you just go back and listen to that slap that she laid on that man, <laughs> manhandled it. Um, but again, like this kind of ended like the, the previous week, like Carmella just breaking the bottle for Sasha's back. Um, so I don't know. Like, hopefully, did they did they rebook this match at TLC? I think this is. They are still going to have the match at TLC, yeah. even though they had it the 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 prior week. Uh, they ended in DQ. Um, but yeah. again, I mean, both of them kind of need the win, so I don't know what they're going to do with this. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. 
But I think as far as like the segment goes, like it was really good heel work by Carmella. Yeah. Like I feel like I I was actually invested in a new Carmella character for the first time Some, watching yeah. this promo. Like she was really good. Like she was good and she was like she was calling out things that Sasha was doing. I think at one point she was like, Who are you if you're not the boss? Who are you if you're not, you know, the best? Like who who are you outside of like this character you are? And I thought that was cool because like, dang, I never thought about that before. <laughs> like who is who is uh Sasha when she's at a low point, you know what I mean? So I thought I thought that was cool and just kind of picking at her. Um it was just really good heel work for her. And I feel like I, I get it's like more of like a bougie, high class kind of character she's trying to be now. Yeah. And I, I like it as like a heel character. That's pretty dope for her. Um but I just I feel like with like her and Sasha, it's like, man, I, I like I like Carmella's new character, but I wish she wasn't going against Sasha. Same. You know what I mean? Because I feel like this doesn't do anything. Because if, if one of them loses, they one of them are going to look like, it's going to be bad for their character. You know what I mean? And it's going to make Sasha look worse because Sasha's supposed to be like, oh, I can actually hold on to a title now. But then Carmella's a new character. And she needs to be legitimized. Right. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, where do you yeah, go? And like, although they've used, like, they, they've used some time pretty wisely as far as investing in this promo, like week by week. We, although the promos do look like very repetitive and we feel like sometimes we saw this before, um, especially yeah. like giving a toast. I wish that some of the weeks they would have dedicated to them just having each having their own one-on-one match and just kind of proving mm-hmm. that they're better than the other one. And that would kind of mm. give each character validity because both of them need a win. So if they were constantly mm. picking up wins along the way, like it would make more sense because Carmella, since she's had this new character, has had one match, and I think she lost that by DQ or something. So it's like she needed wins yeah. for validity more than anything. So she could have been facing Ruby Riot, or she could have been facing, you know, even if it's just a Billy Kay, like picking up some wins from the other women on the roster kind of validate Carmella and also validate. Uh, Sasha, because they both need wins right now, and they both kind of need this is like a must win thing. So maybe they've gotten more wins along the way. Yeah, I feel like it might be one of those things where like Carmel's gonna have to cheat to win, so it doesn't make Sasha look bad. Like maybe the Somali does something to where you know it gives Carmel the advantage, and then that's how Sasha loses the title. I can see that too. But then it's also like as a fan, it's like dang, like she's losing again. Again. Like it almost kind of makes you give up hope a little bit in her as a wrestler. So if she gets into another wrestling feud, it's like, oh, she's just going to lose the title in like two or three months. Like, what, what do I care? Right. So I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like she deserves more than potentially losing. So I don't know, maybe it's like a DQ situation Lord. or maybe like they eventually add in another wrestler, like it's a triple threat feud. And then that person wins. I don't Exist, know. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So next we have what Otis with Gable versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. Um, Otis Loki manhandled Shinsuke. Like this was it was this was almost <laughs> a crush match and I hate it for Shinsuke because it's like he was almost a WWE champion and now he's jobbing to Otis like in a lower yeah. mid card feud. Like I you hate to see it. But um I think Otis ended up winning with the Vader bomb with some advice from, mm-hmm. from Gable. I still don't know where they're going this <laughs> man. Yeah. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what Gable has to, to gain because Otis doesn't have a title. Or what he's doing with this. So yeah, I agree with the Shinsuke thing. It was like when I was watching, I was like, man, Cesaro and Shinsuke, like they could probably benefit more from going to a new company. Like maybe Cesaro goes to AEW or Shinsuke goes back to New Japan. Because I feel like them being in WWE doesn't do much for them besides like maybe the paycheck. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like I don't know. I was watching. I was like, man, this is just like wasted potential. Just watching what Shinsuke was like two or three years ago and seeing him now is kind of a little sad. Yeah. It's a little sad. Um, yeah, I just feel like they're wasting their talent. Same. 
And then I, I know Shinsuke is tired of dressing like Prince too like, every week. That's like, I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot of. But I think Otis would be better off without Gable. Just speaking Same. to him, um, I think he looks. He, doesn't like, really I think he looks like more of a threat, like just solo. Then like he doesn't need anybody. Yeah. Like he looked pretty strong, like in those last booking or whatever with the Miz, like you know, like icy title type thing. Like he's he can be strong in his own. I think he's stronger in his own than than having Gable with him. So. Yeah, it's just you can obviously see that he's using Otis, and eventually they're gonna break Same. up. Like, we don't really need this. It feels like a filler storyline for Otis. We don't know what to do with anybody, so you're in a taxi. Uh, yeah, where's Tucker? Where's Tucker? <laughs> dude, just he just, dude gone? just like, disappeared. <laughs> that heel turn was like one day. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Like, <laughs> be. Um, so what did you think about Sammy with the Sammy Awards? The yeah, like a Sammy. Award. It was. It was cool. <laughs> it was okay. I kind of I like the moment to kind of like make a heel look more heelish, yeah. and I feel like that served its purpose with like them doing the flashback and it's just him, <laughs> and then him pretty much giving the awards to himself, and then eventually Biggie came out because he like did something to where he got one of the awards. Um, I I don't know. I feel like Biggie could be doing something more serious as a character. Like I feel like this is kind of silly. Yeah. But I think it works for him just kind of being able to get the title from Sammy. And maybe once Biggie gets the title, he becomes more serious. But I don't I don't even know what this leads I to. Hope they... But Sammy Sammy's suit looked kind of clean though. He was kind of clean yeah, out there. He was kind of clean out there. This kind of felt like a, a promo for the Slammies, um, which I think is <laughs> like Saturday. Next yeah, week. Yeah. Coming yeah. up or about the something. I don't know. Um, I wish they did something bigger with Biggie. Also, like I don't know, he has to he has to beat Sammy within the first attempt, though. Otherwise, this is like it's not really doing much for him. It's just not because yeah. he should be beyond he should be beyond the Sammy feud, honestly. So for them to take mm-hmm. this long with it, um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a strong booking. So um, we'll just see yeah. if they let him take the title from him. Um, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be like a squash match situation. It needs to be. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. Um. So from here, we have what Bianca versus Bailey, like in the in the match. I think the actual match is sat on SmackDown. So. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a decent match. It was a good match. I think there was a moment in the match where yeah. Bailey was like, "I'm the ER. I'm better." Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm better. I'm better. <laughs> Bailey is actually low key hilarious. Uh, I think I. I think I actually yeah, wrote her was... off like initially at the beginning of the year because they, t- her having like the title and everything with, and uh, the thing with Sasha, it just dragged out so long. But Melee is actually really mm-hmm. funny on the mic. Uh, she's and she's pretty good. Um, yeah, you can tell she's starting to have fun with the heel character because I feel like at first she was kind of struggling to be a heel a little bit. Like it felt very yeah. forced, but it seems like she's getting a lot more comfortable to where she's like trying new stuff. I still feel like though the. The ding dong hello stuff that can go. I don't. I thought that. you bro. I actually like it, but it's funny. It's funny. Too, it's, I mean, it's, it's funny. funny like too. it's it's funny to me. So that's why I'm like, eh, you can keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll accept it. She's she's kind of grown on me a little bit. Same with Carmella. That kind of yeah. grown on me. So I mean, I hope that my only thing with this match, you know, because of course I think Bailey ended up um, getting a win with like a rake in the eye and a rose point or whatever. Um, my thing with this match mm-hmm. is they're kind of in the situation where Sasha and Carmella is in. It's like Bailey, I mean, Bailey like just lost the title, so she doesn't want to fall 
too far down on the card. And Bianca is new. Right. She needs to be up on the card. So it's like this the pairing of these two are like you're putting two people in a match that technically shouldn't like you don't want them to lose. And it's like um, mm -hmm. on NX in NXT, I don't think Bianca ever captured the NXT title, like the women's title. It's like she came really, really close with Shayna and um, mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley, but she never actually got it. So it's like Bianca kind of needs to win this. Like she can't afford to like lose this this feud. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like they're giving a lot of attention to Bianca too, and even like when she's like on commentary, commentating on matches, you could tell like they're trying to do something with her. So it make more sense for her to beat yeah. Bailey, and I don't know. Like Bailey's been champion. Like I feel like it. It wouldn't be too bad for her to fall. Yeah, because she did part, have it. Eventually, she did have it for like up. over a year or something. So, yeah, it's like eventually she'll make her way back to the title. I just feel like right now she needs to kind of be, you know, putting other talent over or doing like average stuff before she gets back to that level of you know competing with the uh, the women's champion. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. Bianca's super athletic. <laughs> In the match, like all the stuff she like, some of the stuff she was doing, like some of the uh, like one moonsault she did, like a springboard moonsault. I was like, Whoa, I didn't know she could yeah. do that. Yeah, she was flexing and she's super strong. And I just, I wish they, I hope they do more with her. And hopefully, eventually, at least her having a title or going against Sasha because we've never, I don't think we've seen her versus Sasha no, we have yeah. on TV. Yeah, like I'd love to see that or her versus Carmella, just something different and new for this, you know, this dope character. Yeah, same. Um, so SmackDown, I think, ended up ending with the segment with with Jay and Roman and what, like Kevin Owens, like you know, coming out. I think I think Roman was trying to give KO an opportunity to acknowledge him as a tribal chief, and then <laughs> yeah, I know. And then uh, what KO came out. Um, I'm not mad at it because it actually ended in some action. Like you know, I I typically don't like shows yeah. that they ended in segments instead of an actual match. But I wasn't mad at it because we like we got to see like the tables like in ladders and chairs. It was like you know, I think he ended up getting a spine buster through a table, or some more drops through the table. Like they just completely destroyed Kevin Owens, um, buried <laughs> literally buried him in tables, ladders, and chairs, and just started hitting the tables with chairs. So just uh, yeah. the, the ruthlessness of it, I, I kind of like it. You know what I'm saying? And then I also like mm -hmm. I also like that. Roman is getting the you suck chant at the end of SmackDown. Like that's just that is a sign of a really good heel when people are just chanting you suck at the end of the show. Like it's a good sign. Like he's doing good heel work. I don't like this as a segment, but I'll, I'll take it. It's acceptable. Yeah, it was funny. Like when I saw KO come out, I was like, just quit, <laughs> right. man. Just, like, just quit. They beating the brakes off of you. Because throughout the show, Jay Uso was just pretty much like finding KO in the back every time, and attacking him and then leaving him every time. So it's like, bro, let it go, man. Just let it go. Bow down to Roman, keep it moving. But I like how he's kind of relentless and being like, I'm not going to bow down to, to Roman. But I don't know, like, how does this feud end? Because I guess I don't feel like this feud just stops at KO. I feel like it goes past right. KO eventually. So, like, will KO eventually bow down? Or is Roman going to have to injure KO and put him out of commission for yeah. a while? You know what I mean? Like, what, where does this go? But uh, it was it was cool. Um, I like when they were jumping KO, <laughs> and then Roman was like, "It's not worth it, bro." <laughs> He's like, "It's not worth it, bro. Just give up." And then um, Jay was like, "Stay in the back, KO. Just stay in the back." <laughs> I was crying, but uh, yeah, I was, I was like, "Just quit, bro. They just buried you ECW right. style. Just stay, just stay under the chairs, lay there, and just be good. Like you know what I mean? Just just give up, yeah. not out." But nope. But and all Roman wants is his respect. You know what I mean? Like, just get yeah. his man his respect. Like, Jay, Jay and Roman's but, work has been gold as a late man. Like, they're really good heels. So. 
Oh my god. Yeah, my thing is like if they eventually add uh Jimmy to the to the fold, is it gonna yeah. be the same chemistry? Because they're all cousins, so I feel like it wouldn't do it would add more to the group probably, but I'd like to see how Jimmy fits into it and then maybe even if they had Naomi or something or maybe Tamina. Tamina to the group. She needs it. Yeah. Tamina I, needs it. I personally um, see Roman going over on um on Owens and, and, and like KO not winning the title on this and like continuing to the next mm-hmm. feud to where we had to get the rock involved or somebody else involved. I actually don't see like KO winning the title like a TLC. And if he does, like I see Roman getting it right back, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just uh, it's, yeah. I see right now. Overall, what would you rate rate SmackDown? I gave it a three out of five. It wasn't super bad, but it wasn't like great either. But I feel like there were some segments that really held it together. Like see, like the Street Profits match was pretty good, and even though the ending was kind of funky, it still was like entertaining. I felt like a little bit, and then the Carmella segment, and then just like having Roman and Jay Uso and KO throughout the show, I feel like that kind of really added more to it. And then the Sammy Awards are okay too. So I, yeah, I, like I, I did the same thing. So we're always on point with the SmackDown ratings. It's like, and initially <laughs> I didn't think I would like it because it started with the the KO segment and it ended with the KO segment and you know Roman segment. But they had the Street Profits match in between. They had the Bianca match in between. Like They had some decent matches in between, so I'll give it a three out of five, and I accept mm-hmm. it. And the Sammy thing wasn't too bad. Like it was, They weren't like long, drawn-out segments. You know what I mean? So we give them a three out of five. Yeah. Yo, so uh, you wanted to get into AEW? Yes, sir. AEW Dynamite. So I start off with, I believe, Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order versus Matt Hardy and Private Party, which is a cool match. It was okay. Um, I was like, when I saw it first come on, I was like, are they going to be doing more with Matt Hardy moving forward? Because I feel like they brought him over and he was doing a lot with like that broken character. The deletion. And, yeah, the deletion character. And now he's just kind of like just regular average Matt from like 2011, 2012. So I don't know. I just. I'm wondering what they're going to do with this character moving forward. But, um, and then like just seeing Adam Page too with the Dark Order, I'm like, is he going to be eventually joining the Dark Order? Like, is that going to be a thing? You know what I mean? Like, is he going to be a part of the group? Um, will he be an additional member? Will he eventually be a leader in the group? I'm kind of just figuring out what they're trying to do with that because they've kind of been teasing it in a way. Like, they're kind of leading towards maybe him being a part of the group because I think he was a part of uh, the elite. And then for some reason, he wasn't a part of that group anymore. So it seems like he's kind of looking for, like, a new home. So maybe yeah. he joins them. We'll have to see what happens. This- but I think it was, a, it was a very entertaining opening match, and it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was a cool opener. It started with a match. So if you start with a match, it's, that's cool with me. Yeah, I got to give him credit for that. I think this – I want to say this: the thing with uh, Hangman and the Dark Order and, and also Matt Hardy and, and Private Party, I think this stemmed from, like, a battle royal, like the mm. – like, I think it came from like someone getting eliminated from a battle royal. I want to say like this this stems from that, uh, as far as them even being a faction. But the stakes in this this six man tag kind of seemed low. You know, like there wasn't really necessarily any bad blood or any real beef. It was just a six man tag. You know, um, it was a decent match for me. I put like neither good nor bad. Uh, yeah. the, the gin and juice finish was was decent, but nothing too over the top. You know, like that that's as simple as I can explain. You know. Um, yeah, and it's like Matt Hardy came in and stole their thunder and got the tag. So you see a kind of a split between Private Party and Matt. Definitely. But 
Yeah, it's, it was just okay. It was cool to see like unique wrestling moves I don't see in other companies. Like they were doing moves that WWE would probably ban. That was like the cool part about yeah, it. Yeah, that was that, a cool it was part. Just, it was a cool match. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't fault them for starting off with a match. Um, yeah. The whole thing. So the announcement. I think they actually had the announcement about Cody Rhodes announcing with Brandy. You know that they're having a baby. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Shout out to them. Shout right. out to them. Congrats. Congrats to them. It's kind of crazy because I think we just legit saw Miss what Cargill breaking Randy's arm like two weeks ago, and so yeah. now she found out she's having a baby. So I'm glad that yeah. they stopped doing that. Like whatever feud that they were doing, I'm mm-hmm. wondering what they're gonna do now with her though, because clearly she's not gonna be fighting Brandy for the next seven Mm-mm. months. Because it's like, you know, what are they gonna do? So like, are they gonna put her in some other beef? Like. I, I kind of was thinking about that when they were thinking about the announcement. Like, all right, so are we dropping the Shaq thing? Are we dropping the Miss Cario thing? Like, what exactly? Yeah, doing? Um, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And then my thing too is like, so when you got your arm broken, like, were you pregnant then? I think she has so. Like a little pouch now, right? Right. I, I feel like she's been pregnant for a minute. So I'm like, are you like, were you pregnant then? Did you know? Did she not she know? Was taking a, she was taking a beating for two, but she didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> she was, she, she, was. She, she was, but like, so yeah. one that funny thing because, like, they had so they had the match next with uh Cody versus on Helico, I think this is and exactly Helico. how you pronounce it. Um, so they added something to Cody's bio, they were like, so they were like, something it was like Cody's hailing from Atlanta, Georgia, weighing in at 227 pounds, he is a future father. <laughs> like, they had already started talking about like him being a father. Um, yeah, like from there, and like everybody that night pretty much mentioned Cody uh, having a baby. Um, from there, but this this match with Cody with on Helico, it was kind of weird for me. Like, I know I, I've never seen that character before on Helico. Um, it's weird, really? yeah. I haven't, um, actually, you know what? Kind of thinking about it, I, I had, I just hadn't really, I don't think I've really invested the time to really, you know, uh, like look and examine the character necessarily gotcha um it's weird because you know like with us upstarts getting opportunities and, and stuff like that with bigger stars like just judging on his gimmick alone i couldn't see it like as a serious match you know initially uh, like i couldn't yeah. see it as like oh this is gonna be serious like you know um mm-hmm. but i got i kind of got to get out of that wwe mindset like with AEW, like because this is not wwe like you can have a gimmick like on helico's and like not be in a squash match, or like you can be in a match with a top contender and not be a jobber and not be in a crush match. Like their matches actually make both superstars look good, and I think that's what they did uh, with this match with Kobe. Yeah, I think it was cool. Like um, I've seen, I don't even know what the name of their tag team is, and Helico, and I think it's Jack Evans. I forget their name. It's like H two H. Yeah, we watched, like that. I, I was gonna say we watched it like last week. So when I said like, yeah, I just hadn't seen him in singles action or nothing. Got you. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was cool. Like, I've, I've seen him wrestle before, but I feel like this is the first time like, they actually broke down the Unhelico character yeah. and they were giving you background information on who he was, him wrestling in Mexico, um, and like why he got his name and the fact that he's a submission specialist. I never, I never heard that. that. Submission <laughs> yeah. Specialist. yeah, I was like, I thought he was just a high flyer and he just danced and drunk monster drinks and looked like a monster can. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't know, I didn't know he did all that. So it's kind of cool. And then watching him, like it was a pretty solid match. So he can definitely wrestle. And I saw the unique uh, submission moves he was doing. I think there was one where, like he had his leg behind Cody's head, but like wrapped his other leg around him and pulled his arm. It was pretty dope. 
Um, so I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm kind of getting into him, and it seems like they kind of built him up a little bit. Because at first, when I first saw them, I was like, so this is gonna be. Over. Are they just like on ecstasy and they're dancing and wrestling? <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't understand the characters. You know what I mean? But I feel like um, this match definitely helped me understand him a little bit more, and it was a pretty solid match. And then I think Cody ended the um, the match with like a top rope cutter. Yeah, the Cody cutter to finish it. It was so dope. Yeah. <laughs> that was super dope. That was a dope finish. But yeah, it was it was pretty solid. I mean, he just had a baby, so I feel like it makes sense that he won the match because it just announced the segment before that, you know, him and Brandy were expecting. Yeah. So it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and I think the match serves its purpose. Like, the purpose of it was to make both the guys look good and to break it down. And, yeah. You know, so, yeah, more power to him. It was actually a dope match. Um, yeah, and they do a good job of um, pretty much, like, having – not having mid-carders just kind of be the stagnant thing exactly. when it comes to the bigger stars. Like, they promote it They're both. They're both on the same well. level. Yeah, it's like they didn't – the mid card didn't get lost in the sauce. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, and it, I think at the end of this, we had, what, Team Taz come out and, like, talk, talk like Darby and Cody, and Sting shows up, and they just leave. So it's just interesting that Sting is not officially, like, chosen a side, quote-unquote. Um, yeah. So you really don't know, like, okay, is he going to be with Team Taz? I mean, Sting is his own man, you know, but you never know what exactly he's going to do or who he's going to turn on because he hasn't technically touched anybody, so. Yeah. Didn't that happen with NWO and WCW? Yes. Like he was just kind of watching for and a then few, he few weeks. And finally then... picked a side. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So maybe he's doing the same thing, which is kind of cool because it's nostalgic. But then it's like, are they just going to have him be WCW staying all over again? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. We'll have to see where, where they go with it. Yeah. And I think, uh, so you have what, Eddie. So this wasn't, I would have preferred this to be an actual like eight, ten, eight man tag team match, but. That's essentially what it ended up being, but there was no match. It was yeah. like a brawl. It was like Eddie, Eddie Kingston called out Lance Archer, and I think yeah, Butcher and the Blade come out. Yeah, Ray Phoenix and Penta and Pop. Like it essentially ended up being a brawl, but I would prefer to eight man tag. But I kind of think that's what they're setting up with this. Yeah, like an eight man tag situation. I don't be really mad at it, but I feel like for Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade, like who would be their fourth person? Because I noticed that, like, they have the bunny, but yeah. she, she obviously is not going to wrestle with right. them. So it's like, who are they going to have is going to be another heel with them? Maybe John Moxley? Like, I don't I don't know where they're going to go with that one. But I, it would be dope to see that match, it would be though. Dope. Yeah. Um, and I think, so, was this the – was this – it was like a, a shoes match with um, the best friends of Varsity Blinds, Top Flight, versus the Inner Circle. So, like, it was like mm-hmm. a tag match, I want to say, like, so this match was basically yeah, – I, I felt like it was a way to, like, showcase a young tag division, but also show if the inner circle is, is back on the same page, which kind of did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was, a, it was a very unique way to kind of show all of your wrestlers in one match. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I when they announced it, I was like, wow, 12-man 12 12 tag man. match? Like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of people. And at first I thought it was, like, just a couple teams, but then it was, like, everybody <laughs> pretty much on the roster. <laughs> the division. Yeah, the division. The circle. So – yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, it's a unique way to use the wrestlers. I, I just love the inner circle. I think they're a great faction. And, like, I've never seen, like, a whole faction be used in a match like right. that before. Except Warlord. I think Warlord was the only person not in the match. But it, it was pretty solid. Um, this is really random. But I feel like Brian Pillman Jr. could use being in a group like inner circle. That's what I'm – that's what like I mean, yeah. I wish he was with Jericho so Jericho could show character the development. Build up. Yeah, they, they build up that that character. I feel like him being in the varsity blinds doesn't do much yeah. for him. But then it's like maybe you know we have to wait and see what they do with that tag team too. 
but it would it would be dope to see him like under somebody's wing and kind of like him being shown the ropes as a wrestler pretty much yes um and then i i felt like with brian pillman obviously he's brian pillman jr is the same name as his dad but like do you feel like him having the same name and them comparing him to his father helps or hurts him i think that it hurts him because we're constantly looking at yeah. it like why is he not this and why is he not that um but the varsity the whole varsity blondes thing like of course a play on the hollywood blondes because it's like yeah. Who had Stone Cold and Brian Pillman used to be in the the, the, the uh, Hollywood Blondes, so it's like it kind of hurts uh-huh. him because it's like that's a huge; those are huge shoes to fill. It's like we're always gonna associate you with that. So if you're not like a super heel in the company, like it's just gonna just even having the name itself, like it's it's kind of hurts him, you know. So hopefully soon they do put him with like an inner circle or another team to kind of give him more of an edge because right now he just kind of looks like really green to me right. He does, yeah, and it's like I, I haven't seen him talk at all, and his dad was very charismatic and was good on the right. mic and did a lot of great – like he was probably like – he's probably one of my favorite wrestlers as far as like his ability and like I don't know if high flyers were like a big deal back in the day, but like he was like one of the pioneers I feel like for high flyers that were American. And uh, I don't know, I feel like it getting the comparison kind of hurts him because I don't see that from – his son like i don't see a lot from him but that's what i was saying like he should be with like a, a bigger group or somebody that can like show him the ropes and kind of give him more of like a some type of draw to where you're invested in mm-hmm. him but yeah. i don't know I, he has potential i'm excited to see like where his career goes to just i want to see you know more for him so everybody does but yeah <laughs> everybody everybody so the next match was uh scu versus uh, which is Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian versus the Acclaim. So I normally don't say a lot of bad stuff about AEW, but this is where <laughs> I got to get them. So like the battle rap thing. Um, Yo. <laughs> okay. So, so first, first off, I was okay with the Acclaim's freestyle. Like I was, I was okay with it. Like it was, really? yeah, I, was actually, I thought it was, I, it was, it was okay. It was decent, bro. Like it wasn't like, it was decent. I think yeah. he said something like, I'm not even, I don't even want to repeat it. <laughs> please don't, please don't. I'm going to do it anyway, blood. Wow. Nah, I'm not okay. going to do it. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to do it. So he said, he said what? He said, about to beat SCU. Leave him looking like a victim in SVU. And he said, yo, Christopher Daniels. <laughs> You're nothing but a doormat. Call him CD. You're an outdated format. Yo, bars low key? I actually appreciated yeah. that. I actually appreciated that. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't nothing you bumping the whip. But look, so look, nah, it, nah, it was nah. it was I right. it was it was decent. It was decent. So nothing too crazy. But then when Kazaria got on the mic, oh, bruh, it was I it was so cringeworthy. And what yes. killed me is the fact that like I think who was it? Tony Shavani. Somebody was like actually hyping it. Like yes. Because he was like, he said something like, no, I wrote it down. He said, I hope you dudes wrestle better than you rap. Because what I heard today sounded like crap. And I was like, oh, this is awful. No. This is why people pick on people for watching wrestling. It was absolutely awful. Um, So it just, that <laughs> that part was just so cringy. It just reminded me of like so many WWE segments that I absolutely hate. But the fact that Tony Shavadam yeah. was like, yeah, that wouldn't got him. I was like, no, it didn't, bro. That was absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. Um, not at all, but yeah, so anyway, cringeworthy battle aside, like the actual match. I mean, I wasn't 100% invested in the match. Um, I was still thinking about that freestyle, 
the plane the plane is decent i can't i don't know who they reminded me of um i don't know if it's like an american alpha i, I can't really i can't really think of it right now um and then they went with like a, a, a heel victory using the boom box um and i think they said they got what their eighth consecutive win so they're challenging the bucks for the titles I think so. Yeah, I think that was their thing. Like the Bucks were making fun of them and being like, "We've seen this gimmick yeah. before." So I think they are they are building towards a like right. a title. title yeah, because I think they called out the Bucks at the end of the the very end of the, the match. Um, mm-hmm. Not much to say about the actual match. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I feel like now that you now that you broke down the bars and you wrote them down. Thank you for that. <laughs> <by the way>. uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, he actually rapping the bars. All right, cool. But um. <laughs> Like now that you brought down the bars, his bars is pretty tough. Like that, it makes sense. Like your your outdated format, like a CD, that's kind of cool. That's a cool bar. I feel like it was his flow. Yeah. Okay. Flow was, well, like I couldn't. It wasn't listenable. I was like, we're I not can't bumping do it in the whip or not. So cringy. Yeah. And then Frankie Kazarian, he should never pick <laughs> up a mic ever again. Like, don't do this no more, bro. Man, I'm putting a mic for the next two weeks, man. It was off. The other this, and that was like the the other stuff was just everything after that. Like it was just absolutely cringy. I was like, oh, this is so awful. Like a 70 year old, it was awful. Yeah, it was like the SCU, they remind me of like those, like, <laughs> those like PE teachers and coaches in, in your high school that's trying to be hip with you. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, Eli? Like that. <laughs> and they try to be like cool and like wear sneakers and like jogging pants, but they look really old. Like, they remind me of, of those type of people, like just two old football coaches trying to be cool. It, I don't know. It didn't, it made me look at them. In a negative light, a it didn't bit. help anybody. It didn't help anybody, yeah, at all. So yeah, it was a um, yeah, okay match too. So yeah, so, didn't do yeah, too much. Same, I think. So what you had, what Ivelisse in Diamante versus Big Swole in Serena Deeb. Um, I think yeah, that was, that was the next one. one. I think Big Swole won with like the tiger. No, did she? Yeah, she had the tiger driver and then the Texas cloverleaf. Yeah, the the clear water clover leaf. That's a dope. It is. move, and I like the name too. It's cool to say. But I, I saw it. I was like, yes, because I, growing up, like I used to wrestle with my brother, like just play fighting, and like I would always hit him with the Texas clover leaf. So that's always been one of my Malenko. favorite submissions. Yeah, because of Demolinko. So whenever somebody hits that move, I'm like, yes, that's that's the move yeah. right there. I love that. <laughs> I I do want to see more of Big Swole. I think they were. I don't know what they were setting up like after this match. Um, but after like after the match, I think they got attacked by the the Vixens, which is like is what Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Um, so I was more so mm-hmm. laughing at the the so Vicky Guerrero was delivering like these kicks, like she was kind of helping them. <laughs> they, those kicks, if you go yeah. back and watch that, just for the listeners, go back and look at the kicks that Vicky Guerrero was delivering. They had zero impact. Like it was almost like you trying to like <laughs> if you're trying to like straighten out a rug or just trying to get like dust. Like, it was absolutely <laughs> awful. It was so crispy. But she's not a wrestler, so I can't really hold that to her. But yeah, yeah. it was it was kind of awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I saw it, I was like, "Is she here?" Like I didn't. I thought she was just like standing back. I'm like, "Oh, the manager's kicking her too." Like you really hate her. But yeah, it did look like she was scooting a rug, rug though, yeah. Loki. But so, and there wasn't. I think I think the the final match for this was what the uh, was it Joey. Oh look! To, to go back to the the oh, women's yeah. tag match, I felt like by this time in the show, I was like, "Yo, like I'm tired of tag." There matches. were so like, many. The whole ta- show was okay, like I'm tag glad matches, you noted so that like... because the entire show, yeah, I feel like had a tag match except for like one match. It was it was a tag match the whole time. 
six man tag, eight yeah, man tag. Like, I mean, six man tag, twelve man tag. Like we just so many tag matches. It was too much. It was too many tag matches, man. Like I was, I was burnt out. Like I, I can watch wrestling for a while, but like if you're doing tag match after tag match after tag match, like I lose it. Yo, they must got Teddy while. Long in the back, bro. Like, he got to be in the back. <laughs> you're gonna with be the in the tag match with the Undertaker. The Undertaker, yeah. Like. And then once Nyla Rose came out, I was like, oh, she's still a wrestler? Like, I didn't know she was still there. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, I don't know. Too many tag matches for me. Um, so, I think the the last, the very last thing that we have from here was the, uh, what was the main event? So, the main event was a singles match. It was Joey uh, Jamela with Sunny Kiss versus Kenny Omega. Uh, and with, uh, I think he had Tony Callis with yeah. him. It was a no DQ match. Um, so, at first... Mm-hmm. At first, I liked this match in the beginning because it started out like any match that starts out with somebody throwing a trash can. I'm cool with it. Um, so that's <laughs> he just bopped him with a trash it can. He came out and he was like, bop. Did, like, all right, they're going straight to it. Um, and but I mean, yeah. just judging by the character, Joey Janela's character, I was like, okay, so clearly he's not beating Kenny. You know, I, I appreciate the match. Um, but I think once they started getting on the mic and you know, Don Callis started giving the the play-by-play, and then Kenny Omega started getting the play-by-play, it kind of went down for me because it turned into mm-hmm. a crush match. Like, if you're beating your opponent so much that you can talk on the mic while you're doing it, it's there is it's not fun anymore. There's no back and forth. It's just one yeah. guy getting absolutely murdered. Like, regardless of how hardcore mm-hmm. the spots are, it just kind of loses. Like, there's less entrance. Um, there were there were some good spots in it. I think I think from from both of them. I think Mega had like a springboard mm-hmm. double curve strong in the trash can. I think on the outside he had like a, um was it a contoro crusher onto the chair. Like it was like in the beginning of the match, but initially mm-hmm. like and initially it was good, but then it just turned into okay Kenny Omega is absolutely destroying this guy. Yeah, it wasn't even close. It wasn't close or fair for Joy Janela. <laughs> I was just like, wow, why is this why is this happening right now? Like you're not he's not gonna win this match, and obviously. They, and then like they gave him like what? a little comeback sequence at the end, but it's like once you're like talking on the mic, like I was like, okay, he's not gonna win this. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no way. Yeah, it was like it was cool at first, like when Don Callis got the, the mic and he started doing the playoff. I was like, okay, I can get it to this, this is kind of cool. But then he started doing it like throughout the whole match, and I was like, okay, I'm not interested in this at all. And then, it, like, even, like, his commentary was, like, corny. He kept being, like, my God, like, to make fun of JR. And then, it, I don't know. And then if you notice, like, JR didn't really commentate at all during this match. Like, he, it was almost like he felt right. disrespected, it seemed like. <laughs> like, he was not talking. He probably was just looking like, this dude right here, right. This is, like, this is cringy. Why Why do I work here at AEW? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, I don't know. And then once he gave the mic to Kenny, that's, like you said, like, it, it went downhill. And I was, like, yeah, like. You're talking to this man and like beating the crap out of him at the same time. Like it's he's not going. There's no way. It's no longer entertainment at that point. It's just a crush match, you know. Um, so anyway, Kenny wins with what the uh, I can't the one week angel or something. And I think Pot comes out in with Ray yeah. Phoenix and on Penta. Um, the the right, Death Triangle. I think, they, I think that Pot says that what Ray Phoenix is going to challenge um, Kenny now. So that's like the next match when like two. Yeah, apparently he never got a match or something. I don't know if he was injured or what, but he never got his qualifying or some type of match. He never got his shot, his fair shot for the title. So he's going to be going against Kenny, which should be a pretty dope and match. That, and I and I think that actually closed the show, which um, is not good for me because this may be their first. <laughs> like, okay, so 
I may I may have them give them three stars on this, like three or lower for this. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking three stars. Like I just watched the show and I was just like, okay, well that's the end of the show. So we had a ton of tag team matches. We had the cringy freestyle. All right, we got to give you that. We got to give you that uh, raw rating right now. So yeah, I might. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm gonna have to give them three stars. You know, three for the effort, of course, because they did showcase all the talent and they did have some decent matches. But mm-hmm. this this was flooded with tag team matches. And then just the closing in the show, closing in that crush match and everything. I I, I got to rate it three. What did you mm-hmm. rate it? I also gave it three out of five. As we were talking about it, just like from the beginning to like the end, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, yeah, <laughs> three out of five. Because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write down a rating. I didn't write anything. I forgot to. But as we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, these tag matches and some of the matches just didn't connect for me. And I feel like sometimes it's like, I like seeing new wrestlers, but sometimes it's like, I don't know who this person is. And that's that's more so my fault as the viewer for not knowing it being same, like, I informed. Feel it, same. But but it was just kind of like, uh, it was okay. Like y'all kind of on WWE's level this week. I feel like SmackDown was better. Was a little better. It's yeah, okay to say it was better than uh yeah. AEW. Yeah. <laughs> I almost uh, have, I have to SmackDown that was uh <laughs> SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. SmackDown was so SmackDown was better than AEW this week, and that's okay. Um Again, I feel you on the talent thing. Like, there were some people that we they that we know that they didn't necessarily showcase that they could have had in the forefront. They could have had some one on one matches. Uh, John Moxley, you know what I'm saying like we we could have had, you know. Again, you know, it's up to us to, to educate ourselves and everyone in the roster. But you know, you can't just throw everybody in this tag team match and call the show. You know? um, but I'll give them a uh, I'll give them a three for effort in that. So, three out of five stars or for AEW. Yeah. Well, that was another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. And just remember, if you did not like our review or what we talked about, don't say we didn't warn you at the beginning that it was going to be trash. It's the Off Wrestling Podcast. Peace. See y'all next time. It's going to be about 35 minutes.